Welcome to Kick-Ass Boomers, giving you the motivation and inspiration you need to make the most of your later years. Whether you're still in the planning stages or you're several years in, we'll share stories from boomers who refuse to act their age and continue to live a life inspired. Let them show you how being old can be new if you know what to do with your host, Terry Lorbeer. Hello and welcome to Kick-Ass Boomers. My guest today is Judith Stevens, Coordinator for Study Groups and National Outreach Volunteers for Edgar Casey's Association of Research and Enlightenment, otherwise known as the ARE. For those who aren't familiar with Edgar Casey, he is known as the father of holistic medicine, the sleeping prophet, and the most documented psychic of the 20th century. He would go into a trance to give health and psychic readings, and there are over 14,000 readings stored at the ARE headquarters in Virginia Beach. The Edgar Casey mission is to create opportunities for profound personal change in body, mind, and spirit through the wisdom found in the Edgar Casey materials. Welcome, Judith. How are you today? I'm delighted to be here. Thank you, Terry. Thank you. We're so happy to have you here. So let's start by telling my audience how long you have been involved with the ARE and how you found your way there. Well, it's kind of an interesting story. I needed a job. I had just moved to Virginia Beach, a single mom with a small son, and a friend of mine told me there was an opening at the ARE. I didn't know what the ARE was, so but I needed the job, so I went up there, and Everett Erian was the personnel director at the time, and he interviewed me, and he had me take a typing test, which I thought was a little unusual. Turned out it was a reading of Edgar Casey, and he said, whatever you do, type it exactly the way you see it, don't change it in any way. So those of you who may know about the readings of Edgar Casey, some of the sentences are quite long. And I have to tell you, I was itching to put a comma here or a semicolon there, but I didn't dare because he told me not to. So I typed this long, involved paragraph, which was very interesting. And 20 days later, I was working at the ARE. And so I started to read some of the books that we were printing there in the press. And Gladys Davis Turner, who was Edgar Casey's secretary, I met in the parking lot. I was picking up trash at one end and she was picking up trash at the other. So I guess it was inevitable we met in the middle. And she said to me, honey, you're new. Are you in a study group yet? And I said, no, ma'am. And she said, I want you to come on Monday night. And she pointed across the street to the old nurses' quarters where her Monday night study group met. So for 17 years, I was a regular Monday night study group member there. But in the meantime, I started exploring the information at the ARE, and I found that even the name of it was interesting, the Association for Research and Enlightenment. So it was a group of people. It's an open membership, nonprofit organization comprised of people who want to research the validity of the information that came through Edgar Casey. Now, 9,000, more than 9,000 of those almost 15,000 readings were health readings for people whose doctors had given up on them, basically, and sent them home to die. And many of them came to Mr. Casey in Virginia Beach. They showed up in person, or he would give a reading from a distance. 
he would have them be in prayer and meditation in their home, and he would be in Virginia Beach. He would lie down, loosen his necktie, unbutton his cuffs, take off his shoes, loosen his belt so that the circulation was flowing freely through his body, and he would seem to fall asleep. It wasn't sleeping exactly, but whatever it was, he had access to what we call the universal mind or universal consciousness of other people. And thank heavens, his son, Hugh Lynn Casey and Glennis, who was the stenographer for most of his life, they would call the people after the reading. So Terry, let's imagine that you are in Philadelphia area and you ask for a reading from Mr. Casey. Mm-hmm. So let's say it's 11 o'clock on this Friday morning and you're in your room and you're meditating and praying in a very receptive state. Mr. Casey's in Virginia Beach falling asleep on his couch and somehow his mind makes contact with you, your mind, body, and spirit. And when he described it, he said it was like he waited for a light to tell him he saw a light and then he knew it was safe to proceed. So then he would give the reading and he would give, he would talk about your physical being, your mental state. Perhaps you were sad or depressed. Maybe you'd had a loss. He would talk about that. He would know you better than you knew yourself. And it must have been a little eerie for people getting the information from him realizing that here was this stranger they'd never even met. He's there, and they're here, and yet all the information matches up. So Hugh Lynn and Gladys would actually call the people after the reading had been done, and they would check on things, like he might say, pink pajamas. She's wearing pink pajamas. So they would verify, (laughs) yes, that she was wearing pink pajamas. Or he, one time he said that the man he was giving a reading for, he said, he's not here. So there was 20 minutes of silence while they waited, and the man had missed a bus and was coming across town, and he came in, and Mr. Casey said, he's here now, and gave the reading. Oh, my gosh. That is amazing. That's the kind of psychic information and abilities that he had. And what I loved about him and the readings is that he used them. He had great integrity, and he never told people things that would scare them or upset them. He always told them the truth, and he would always try to help them find health help when they needed it. But he would say simply, the entity gained, which meant you did well this time, or the entity lost, which meant you had some challenges that you needed to work on. And so anyway, I was getting an education just working there. And what I noticed was there was a box empty box that every now and then people would put a few letters in. And I observed that for a while. And finally, I said, what are those letters? What's going in that box? It turned out that they were letters from people in prison. And the staff was mostly volunteer. And there was nobody to answer those letters. Well, that just sort of went right into my heart. I couldn't let that go. So I got permission to take the letters home. And I began to answer them on my lunch hour. And after hours, because I couldn't imagine someone being in prison asking for help and no one answering. Well, to make a long story short, that was the beginning of the prison over the wall program that I ended up starting. I was privileged to get up and running in 1972. So it's been going for almost 50 years. Wow. And I had no idea you were involved in starting that program. Congratulations. That's wonderful. 
you get something that comes on your heart and you don't have a choice in the matter. It's as if God yep. said, I need you to do this and you have to do it. So Absolutely. I totally agree because that's the way I feel about this podcast. I was given this mission. I have to do it no matter what. And I feel like there's a whole audience out there that needs this encouragement and inspiration. So I had to do it. You're right. You just have to do it. There's no choice. And, you know, the Casey readings say that we are all the same age soul-wise. So what I learned in working at the ARE, my best friend was 95. She was the editor of the news. She was the sharpest, most erudite, most evolved human being I've ever met. Olive Landers was Mm. her name. And I was so fortunate to be with her for 10 years before she passed. But so many of the ARE people have lived, you know, into the hundreds and certainly into the 90s. And it's because the body, mind and spirit message of the readings that we are three and one and that whatever we put into our body is going to affect our mind and our spirit or soul. And so, you know, it makes you be more careful, paying more attention to what you're thinking, eating, saying doing what i got from the are was we are responsible we can't put it off on someone else for instance growing up i always wondered why am i the only one like me in this family you know am i adopted did i they pick up the wrong baby (laughs) at the hospital and bring me home but i looked like them so i knew that i was i belonged to them but i didn't understand why Until I went to work at the ARE, began to study the readings, and I went, oh, my gosh, I chose these people. The readings said that we select our parents. Certainly, we select our mates, our work associates, our neighbors. There are no coincidences, according to Mr. Casey. We're in this earth, but we chose to come in, and we had to get at the end of a long waiting line, according to him. Everybody wants to come into the earth. This is the laboratory planets. This is where we get our homework done. So many people are trying to come in. And so once I got that understanding, I went home and I looked at my family in a totally different way. I asked myself, what do I have to learn from each person? What are their strengths? Not what do they say or do that irritates me or that makes me upset, but what can I gain from them. Why did I choose them? Don't you know, Terry, I came up with a whole list of appreciations and acknowledgments, and I began to quietly adjust to myself, work on all of those things, and it was so different. It enabled me to have relationships with people, not judge them, forgive them, understand them in ways that, you know, I'd not been able to do before. And I grew up in the Baptist church. I memorized all those scriptures. I wouldn't trade that for anything. But my questions weren't answered in church. It took me going to the ARE and starting to study world religions and understand things in a different way. And then I became a Quaker. So now I worship in the silence. And you, of course, are in an area where there are many friends' meetings. Yes, correct. And that's amazing because I always used to tease my kids when they would get mad at me. And I would say, well, you know, you chose me. And they'd look at me and go, and I go, well, you did. (laughs) 
you're reminding me of a very funny story. The same thing happened with my son. I have a son who's grown now. And when he was rebelling in middle school, he came home one day and said to me, nobody else has to eat this health food. I'm the only one who has to eat this health food, you know. And I said to him, Sean, when you were picking your parents a long time ago, you chose me out of all the mothers in the universe that you could have chosen. So you knew you were going to get health food. <laughs> and he had to laugh. <laughs> so true. He had to laugh at that. And, you know, I think when you're associated with the ARA, you do look at things differently. Like, I never, ever say, why me? I always look at it and say, what am I supposed to learn from this? Exactly. So, I don't think you're, I don't think you're aware, but I had, I was diagnosed with cancer in 2017. I had large B cell lymphoma. I never once said, why me? I just went about and said, okay, what do I have to learn? How do I get through this and move on? And that's what I did. And, you know, it wasn't easy. It wasn't pleasant, but there were good things that came out of it. You learned to make a plan. Yes. And that's what we do. We make a plan and go forward. Yes. In fact, when I was working at the ARE, maybe five or six years, I had a regular physical and they found a cyst on my left ovary. And of course, they wanted to operate immediately. Mm-hmm. But I said, let me give me six weeks and then I'll come back. So I had a plan. I went straight to the ARE library. I'm going to hold this up. Hopefully you can see it. Yes. It's a list of circulating files. There are hundreds and hundreds of medical and non-medical files that our members have use of. They can download them. They can purchase them. And what I did was I got the file on lymph, not lymph, wait a minute. What did I say? Cyst on my left ovary. I got the ovarian cyst file. There was a file. Mm -hmm. I read it cover to cover, took my highlighter, and I made my plan right in the file. I set up what the diet considerations were. They said, eat all the yellow and orange vegetables and fruits to build up your immune system. So immediately I began to do that. They said, ease back on your exercise. Well, I'm a yoga instructor, so I had to give up my love, yoga. Right. I, I walked. I did walking and breathing exercises. I didn't do yoga. I waited. And then Mr. Casey said, hot castor oil packs directly on the cyst. For 30 nights. So that's what I did. So for 30 nights, I did a hot castor oil pack on the left ovary. And then the last thing I did was something that he would recommend to most people, whatever kind of reading they got, especially the health readings. And that was to write out your own sleep suggestions. Mr. Casey said that when we're falling asleep, we're in the hypnagogic state. And that means we're totally open to suggestion. So we're going to suggest to our body, mind, and spirit, what we want it to do. So I wrote out my affirmations. You do it in your own words. And I said, little cyst, you are shrinking. You are disappearing. You're getting smaller and smaller until you are going to be absolutely gone. Your time is over, et cetera, et cetera. Those are the kinds of things I said. Mm -hmm. And so I fully expected that it would go away. And I did everything that was suggested to do. So at the end of that time frame, I went back. There was no trace of the sense. The guy could not believe it, the doctor. <laughs> and I said, do you want to know what I did? And he said, I don't think so. 
I think he knew my leanings. <laughs> right. <laughs> but he was not that open to holistic medicine as you and I are. So right. I was always surprised at that. If I'd been a medical person and someone cured themselves somehow, I would want to know exactly what did you do? How? So working at the ARE, you learn I had a wart here on my hand all my life as a child. And I got the circulating file on warts. Well, it said equal mixture of castor oil and baking soda. Put it on every day, put a Band-Aid on it, and it should be gone in a couple of weeks. That is exactly what happened. That wart that had gone on my whole childhood disappeared and has never come back. So one by one, I tested everything about the ARE because I wanted to be sure I was not buying a bill of goods. I wanted to be sure it was real. It was real. The meditation helped me be a better parent to my son. The working with my dreams, I had no idea that there was a language of the unconscious. It's the dreams that we have, and we just have to learn to break down the symbols to get the messages. Mr. Casey said, everything of importance that happens to us is first previewed in the dream. And I, looking back on old notebooks of dreams that I've kept, I see that. I, can, I didn't see it at the time perhaps, but you can certainly see in retrospect where you, what you did and what was happening in your life and what was a result of certain choices and so forth. Right, right. So you said you're a yoga instructor or you were, do you still do yoga? Yes, I do. I have a class at the ARE on Wednesdays, a lunchtime yoga class that the staff comes to and anybody who's on the premises. And I taught yoga for so many years in Virginia Beach that some of my students find me wherever I am and show up. So, yeah, there's still a yoga video that is sometimes shown on a local television station here in Norfolk. And every now and then someone will come up to me and say, were you wearing a blue leotard or something to that effect? Did I see you on TV? Yes, it was me. That's amazing. But what I did was I went into some of the assisted livings and I taught yoga to people in assisted living. And let me tell you, they got more flexible. They got stronger. They could feel the difference. It does and work. So, it, yeah. so I did this program for the, the local television station. A lot of us people who taught in the area put programs together for seniors who couldn't get out. Mm-hmm. So I had people in my class with walkers. I had people who were, you know, had limitations of some kind or the other, but we found ways to work with them. It was just wonderful. Yoga is so helpful and good for us. It really is. And that kind of outreach is so phenomenal. I think that the more people start doing that, it makes them feel better. It helps the people you're reaching out to. And it yeah. gets more important as we get older, I think. We well, realize know, how Terry, important it is. Terry, my husband and I are both poets. So what we did was we started a creative writing class at a local assisted living facility. So we had the seniors writing poetry. Then we took them to open mics. We had them get up and read their poetry. Many of them had dementia, and they wouldn't even remember they'd written a poem, but I typed them out. So when we'd get there, I would hand them the poem. They would go up and read their poem. It was wonderful. Isn't that amazing? Yes. That is wonderful. We are all the same age soul-wise, and (laughs) age is just a number. You know, I never think about age or anybody else's age because I'm too busy living. (laughs) <laughs> There's too much to do. Right. What? And that's why you're a kick-ass boomer, Judith. That's why. <laughs> I guess so. 
Well, let me tell you a little bit more about the ARE because there may be people in your listening audience who are interested in certain aspects of it, Terry. Mm-hmm. And I know at the end you're going to have the information for them, which will be so helpful. Yes. But we have a university at the ARE called Atlantic University. And we offer courses in psychology and leadership and parapsychology. And it's a wonderful kind of experience for people. I know I just talked to someone the other day. I'm looking for the website here. But I found someone the other day who told me three people in her study group in Miami, Florida, are at AU, Atlantic University. They're all taking the same course. And they're having a great time doing it. So if anybody's interested in Atlantic University, you could go to A-T-L-A-N-T-I-C-U-N-I-V dot E-D-U. That's Atlantic Univ dot E-D-U if you're interested in finding out the courses. Right. We also have a massage school. You knew that, right, Terry? Yes, absolutely. I knew that. I've been there. Students... Gave me massages, so yes. (laughs) Well, a lot of Mr. Casey's health readings advise people to get massage, not just for the feel-good aspect of it, but we were told that a one-hour massage is equivalent to an hour walk. And uh, massage is so much more fun than a walk. (laughs) And what it does is, you know, it works with all of the systems of the body. The closest vessels to the skin are the capillaries, so it works with all the capillaries. It works with the veins and arteries, but mainly it works with your lymphatic system. And that Ah. is your immune system. That, as we know, is one of the most important aspects of our physical body. And again, in meditation, we affect our meditation centers or chakras, as they call them in the East, and we also affect the physical body. So it's so important to have our energies working correctly. So we have people come from all over the world to attend this school, and it was started by our therapy department then and a Dr. Harold Riley, which some people may know, especially in the New York area. He had a exercise and a clinic center in Rockefeller Center for many years, and Mm. he massaged and did therapy on people like Bob Hope. I mean, all of the well-known people and governors and all those people found their way to him. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? Mr. Casey was giving a reading one time, and he told the person, I think I wrote it down here so I could just give it verbatim. He told the person to go and contact, here it is, talk to Dr. Riley about it, said Mr. Casey. Oh, my he, goodness. <laughs> he has had experiences with thousands of cases. He's the one that does just as the information suggests that gets real results, whether it appears to be in accord with what other people have told them or not. And that's reading 5162-1. So that person was told exactly who to see. Well, here's Dr. Riley in New York, living in New Jersey, working in New York. Here's Mr. Casey in Virginia Beach. After getting a thousand or so referrals from Mr. Casey, whom Dr. Riley thought was a medical professional because all of the case histories that he got were absolutely accurate. He thought Mr. Casey was a physician. He never met. So he decides to come to Virginia Beach. Well, he drives down, he meets Edgar Casey, and it's just like old friends, you know? Mm -hmm. So 
when we started the therapy department, Dr. Riley came down and trained the first classes. He trained them in the Casey Riley massage. And this is a massage you won't get anywhere else in the world except at the ARE, or if you're lucky enough to get one of the graduated therapists who's now out in the world in your area. It works with the lymphatic system. It goes right along with the readings. And it's a wonderful, you can attest to that. You've had that. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Well, they also do at the massage school, at the spa, we call it. They also do colonics, which are colon cleanses recommended by Mr. Casey. In fact, he said, if you have headaches all the time, you might need a colonic because the problem starts in the colon. If the colon's not clean, it can send messages to other parts of your body that result in what feels like a very bad migraine or a headache. So Mr. Casey was such a holistic physician. I was so glad you said that. He said in the 1920s that the day would come when a drop of blood would tell the story of what a person's situation was. And lo and behold, he said that years and years before it ever happened. Wow. But that's what he knew. And he also talked about, you know, dietary things combinations of food, what to eat and what not to eat. And he, every one of the readings he gave, the health readings, he usually gave dietary information for that individual. Mm-hmm. And now I'll, I will give you all a caveat, and that is we tell people, work with these readings with your physician. If you decide to use this health information, work with your physician, trusted physician. And in our area, we're lucky enough to have doctors who have worked with the Casey readings and whose names we passed around. In years ago, we used to have cooperating physicians, list of doctors, psychologists, people around the country and the world who knew about the Casey material and were open to using that material. But I will tell you as a personal, just a regular person researcher, Mm -hmm. that I have found it to be so helpful to just get the material, make my own plan, and try it out. I've been careful. I've done exactly what it suggested. And every time it's worked. So that is something that I used to be on programs with you and Casey. And I got to talk about the exercise and diet part, which is so, you know, interesting to me and informative. So that was one thing. So if you're interested in the school, let's see, we've got that here. You can contact Casey Riley. Dot edu, and that's C-A-Y-C-E-R-E-I-L-L-Y dot E-D-U, and that's for the spa and the massage school. And, right. and we'll have all that information in the show notes. So if you're out taking a walk and you're listening, don't panic. You'll be able to get the information. I'll have it in the show notes. <laughs> and I'll tell you that yesterday I had both a massage and a chiropractic adjustment which I try to get pretty regularly just to keep me in balance. And those were two modalities that were mentioned often by Mr. Casey in the health readings. In fact, he once told a story about a man who had a fall on library steps, and he didn't realize that when he had that fall, it must have jiggled something in his back, and he seemed to go out of his head. His family was worried about him. They had him actually committed to a mental hospital. Well, then they did the reading on him, and Mr. Casey said he needs an osteopath or a chiropractor, and he told exactly what was out in the back, 
They smuggled the doctor into the mental hospital, gave the man the treatment. He became himself again. Instantly, he came back because something was off that was affecting something else. And this, again, tells you how much interrelated we are, body, mind, and spirit. We can't be upset and not affect the rest of us. We can't be ill and not have it affect the other parts of us. That's correct. Absolutely. I totally agree with that. If there are history buffs out there, and I'm sure that there are a few, I've met a few in my time, we have archive and a wonderful archivist, Jessica Newell, and she has set up some sites that you might want to visit. You can check all the foundation information about Edgar Casey history of it. You would contact edgarcaseyfoundation.org. They have their own website. So E-D-G-A-R-C-A-Y-C-E foundation.org. They even have their own YouTube channel. You can go there and there's a wonderful 12-minute YouTube that shows you how to research the readings. And as a member of ARE, you can go into the member section. All 14,000 plus readings are at your disposal. Plus, there are ways for you to go in and download old articles from our journals, magazines, everything that we've got has been there. And you can go there to edu.com. And let's see, there's one more. I have all these websites. I called everybody up before I came on this podcast because I wanted to be able to tell people what we had and how you could get it easily. If you're interested in the prison program that we talked about earlier, we need volunteers for that. And I know a lot of baby boomers are volunteers. I myself volunteered for six years for the city of Virginia Beach as a CASA worker working with abused children. I helped to start an organization here in Virginia Beach called the Citizens Committee to Protect the Elderly. We would go into nursing homes, assisted livings, and we would check on people that had no family and no visitors and nobody to check on them. And we oh, would make sure that's wonderful. they were getting care yeah. they needed. Right. So, you know, we're here to help one another. The Absolutely. reading today, others, Lord, others. Right. And so I'm hoping that some of you who like letter writing might be interested in becoming a mentor to someone in prison. I write to about 15 men and women in different prisons around the world right now. And it's a wonderful experience. You get to share concepts from the Casey readings and your own life lessons with them. And it's like investing in a human being, letting of another person know that someone cares about them, who in many cases doesn't have a family that cares or isn't in touch with people who are of a helpful, hopeful nature. So, right. And I think that kind of volunteering is so important. Volunteering has been proven to help people young or old stay healthier and happier. So this, that prison outreach is a great program for someone who can't get around, who might have some mobility issues, can't do other things. This is perfect. Write a letter. It's so easy. And yet they'll feel better. And so will the person that gets the letter. Absolutely. And our coordinator for that program these days is Kathleen Slade. So you can reach her, and I'll get this information to Terry. You can reach her at edgarcasey.org, or you can call 
our toll-free number, 800-333-4499. She's at extension 7190. And there's also, or you can click on the Program Outreach Program when you go to our website and see some of the history and some of what we're doing and some wonderful quotes from letters from inmates around the world. But Kathy will send you guidelines for the program, sample letters, and you can decide on your own, is this something that I want to do? None of your personal information is ever shared. You send your letters to headquarters. We send them in an ARE envelope to the prison. They send their response to us. We put it in an envelope and send it to you. Or you can email the letters to us, and we will send them, download them, and send them to prison. Oh, that's wonderful. So easy. Yes. So easy. Yep. Try to protect everybody and help everybody. Yeah. And you know what? If you're sitting at home right now and you feel lonely and alone, what better way to connect with another human being? And believe me, you won't feel alone anymore. You won't. Absolutely. And there's another thing you can do if you want to volunteer. We've had a prayer group going since 1931, and it meets every Wednesday. And we pray for people around the world. We have a prayer list that goes out every month. There are about 900 to 1,000 names on it. Mm. We have 3,000 people around the world praying with us for the people on these lists. If you believe in the efficacy of prayer, please consider becoming a volunteer, a prayer. Right. (laughs) We all need prayers. We need more prayers. So Holly, friend Karen Bolt would love to hear from you. You can go to edgarcasey.org prayer at edgarcasey.org and go right into that program. And in fact, I wanted to share with you, you may already know about this, but we plan to participate in an online global prayer meditation day. It's a 24-hour event that's coming up on December the 20th and 21st. That's a Mm -hmm. Sunday and Monday. It's also the winter solstice. So, We're going to have a world-shared meditation using silent and guided meditations that is scheduled to bring about societal changes and growths because the two planets, Jupiter and Saturn, are in a rare conjunction. So according to astrologers and people who have studied this, and know this is a very special time. It's happening at the winter solstice. So our response to that is to be in prayer. And we're going to join up, link up with people around the world and do that. So if you want details on that, again, you can just give us a call at 800-333-4499, extension 7190. And I hope you'll call me if you're interested in study groups (laughs) because Terry knows that I am in love with the study group program. In 1931, she's experienced this for herself. And in 1931, Mr. Casey had lost the hospital. The hospital was paid for primarily by donors and two especially brothers from New York. And they had seats on the New York Stock Exchange. So these two brothers put up most of the money for the hospital. Mr. Casey was the supervisor on site as it was being built. And when the Depression came, the brothers wanted it back. They lost their seats. They lost their money. Mr. Casey handed back the keys to the hospital and with a broken heart went across the street to a drafty old house on the ocean at Atlantic Avenue and had to look at the shuttered windows of the hospital every single day. 
And Gladys told me that it was the lowest part of his life that she had seen. So all the people gathered around him and said, realized that when a reading was given, the reading said, if you all don't make use of his abilities here, we have worked for him on the other side. Well, you can bet that one, Mom. (laughs) That put a fire under everybody. And they determined that they were going to keep him as long as they could here. Uh So they gathered as a group and they said, what can we do to learn how to be like you, to be more psychic, more intuitive, to understand our dreams more? What can we do? And so he began to give a series of readings that became known as a search for God. I'm going to hold up the book. Mm-hmm. I never can get it in front of the camera. I will try. Right. There you go. See what? It's a simple little book. And the first sentence says, try living the precepts of this book. That's the rub right there. Because right. when you do, when you go through this book, there are two of them, actually. And the third was begun but not finished because Mr. Casey died in the interim. But these chapters all build one on the other. And as you learn the first thing, the first lesson is cooperation after meditation. Then know thyself, setting a spiritual ideal, faith, fellowship, patience. It just goes on and on. And each time we practice some of the principles in each chapter, we're changing ourselves, hopefully becoming stronger, better, you know, more clear individuals and doing the work that we've been sent here to do. So this program to me, of all the readings, is the most special. And I asked Gladys and Hugh Lynn, when both of them were alive, if the people in that first group became more psychic, and they said every single one of them. Some of them became teachers or leaders. Some of them were dream interpreters. Some were healers. There was one person in the group who could actually lay hands on a person, and they would be healed in that moment. And I'm sure some of your listening audience knows people in your own area where you've heard of them who are able to do that. We know they exist. There's so much that we are coming back to now. We're coming back to that we used to have. Years ago, we dealt with colors. We dealt with vibrations. We dealt with music. We dealt with symbols. And now we're coming back to that. And I apologize for my noisy phone in the background. (laughs) I covered it up well enough. I couldn't get out of the room because I can't get behind my desk. But you'll notice that the healing modalities are coming back. In fact, the feng shui premises of having running water in 12th century Turkey, the doctors used to go into the patients' homes and they had their little black bag with their medical supplies, but they also had bowls of water and they poured wooden bowls water and they had their musical instruments. So they surrounded the bed of the patient and they did all healing on all levels with mm. colors, with stones, gemstones, with musical instruments, with the feng shui aspect of the moving water. So we're coming back to some of those things that our wonderful Native Americans knew about and early peoples knew about. And a lot of that is reflected in the casing material. It's a gentle kind of healing, but very efficacious. Very much so. So true. So true. So where can my Boomer Nation find more information about the programs and membership? So the basic Edgar Casey website. 
The basic Edgar Casey website is capital E, little d, g, a, r, capital C, a, y, c, e, edgarcasey.org. That will take you in. Then you'll have a, oh, you'll have a potpourri of things to choose from. There's so many things to, to research there. Right. The toll free number again is 1-800-333-4499. And Terry reminded me that you can ask for a free copy of our membership magazine, Venture Inward, which is an excellent magazine with articles about all sorts of parapsychology and things that are happening in the world, first-person stories. We have regular columnists who write about dreams, diet, whatever you're interested in is there. And I would ask you to look at the volunteer outreach page because that's what I'm responsible for. And that tells you what's going on around the world with our members. So please, this has been such a treat and a pleasure. Thank you. It's been wonderful having you, Judith. I really appreciate it. For people looking for volunteer opportunities, this is a great place to go. If you just want to learn more about Edgar Casey and how you can help yourself with your own spiritual growth, it's a wonderful place. There's so much information on the website. If you become a member, you are allowed to peruse all the 14,000 health and health and psychic readings that they have at the Airy Beach. So there's a wealth of information for you. It's low cost membership fee. So please look into it. It's I've been a member for years and it's I love getting my magazine. And all of the information is so really helpful. So, yes, thank you very much, Judith. One one last thing, and Mm -hmm. that is my extension number, if you need to talk to me particularly about anything. I said today, I'm at the 800 number, and my extension is 7237. And I'd be delighted to meet any of Terry's audience or friends. That would be great. I hope they'll call you and chat with you. And definitely, if you have questions for Judith, please give her a call. That would be wonderful. So thank you very much for being our guest today. I know you gave our audience lots of valuable information. My pleasure, Terry. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Thank you, Judith. We appreciate you joining us for this episode of Kick-Ass Boomers. For more information on today's guest, along with the show notes and other inspiring resources, buzz on over to kickassboomers.com. And don't forget to join our Kick-Ass community on Facebook or LinkedIn to continue the conversation. Be bold, not old.